Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Don't go to the top. Go on LinkedIn and connect with the people who are just below and talk to them and get their insights because they're the ones that are invested in change. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey, 
Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's time for another quickie because there's always time to fit in inspiration. And today I have a guest on with me with this show. I wanted to make sure we got her on before the holiday season because she actually gives you a really epic coupon if you guys are looking for some holiday gifts. And you guys know that wine is my favorite gift to receive, hence the company that I'm starting. So I wanted to have her on not only because of that, but because she gives some really great advice for the current uh, environment in the world world and how to pivot and pick yourself back up. So Marianne Leitner-Waldman is the co-founder and CEO of Archer Roos Wines, founded with her husband, David Waldman, co-founder of Pheasants Tears Winery. Archer Roos is a modern wine company that brings terroir-driven wines to consumers with a rebellious spirit. Their wines have been served at James Baird award-winning restaurants, boutique hotels, hip rooftop bars, and they've been recognized by wine enthusiasts, 750 CNBC, Forbes, and the Washington Post for their quality and sustainable formats. Marianne holds a BA from Johns Hopkins University in international relations. She is a mass challenge finalist and a Babson Breakaway Challenge finalist and recognized by the Boston Harbor Angels as one of the top entrepreneurs of the year. While Archer Roos has operations in four countries, Marianne lives in Boston, South End with her husband, their son Lawson, and their dog Flashman. Okay, let's get started, guys. Marianne, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Lori. It's so great to connect with another female entrepreneur. And I have to say, I really loved your product. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I loved yours too. That's so funny. That was like one of the first things I wanted to say. I'm like, it was really good. Um, (laughs) And what's so funny is I had brought it with me like right when I had got it, we were going somewhere in the RV. And I was like, see, this is why everything needs to go to a can because it was like so great and easy and gorgeous too, by the way. I loved it. Oh, good. I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, just beautiful. So I think I have just a couple left that I'm just, you know, next RV trip. Um, But it's not just for that. It's for all the time. Um, So yes, this is so cool, you guys, because I um, got connected to you through a friend. And I think I just want to point that out right from the beginning is if you guys are building anything, like the power of just being so open and not afraid to ask people if they know anyone or you know if there's any connections because you were just like such a breath of fresh air amongst me talking to so many different people to just like be really real and also just like hey you know this is this is what it looks like and you're going to keep going and this is how it feels and it's hard but it's doable <laughs> and uh that was so powerful for me so um i kind of want to go back to that uh place for you number 1 you know what I want to start with? I want to start with the idea because I think it's powerful for people to hear is the tipping point of ideas and like what made you just decide to go through with it. First of all, let's talk about where did this come from? Like when did this thing start, you know, coming up for you and your husband thinking that you wanted to do this? And then what was the tipping point for you? Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know, I'm the founder and CEO of Archer Roos Wines. Um, and so we bring wines, uh, we produce wines around the world from the world's most celebrated wine regions, and we bring them to you in formats that fit your lifestyle. So cans, bagnums, kegs, you yes. name it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and our whole thing is all about bringing transparency and sustainability to the wine industry. So this idea is really personal to me. Um, it actually started around our dining room table. 
my husband and I love to entertain people. And we really feel that like there is nothing more powerful than bringing people together over a glass of wine. It Mm. sort of has this hourglass effect where people just kind of let their guard down and you're given this great space to connect. Mm. And, um, so we, we love wine and we love the wine industry. And we were talking, we had a couple of friends over that night who were actually working for uh, two little startups that you may have heard of, Warby Parker and Harry's. Oh. And yeah, just trying to <laughs> That's cute. Kind of <laughs> and we were talking about how there's this wider revolution in like consumer product goods today, like where consumers want to cut out the middlemen and they want to know the stories behind these products that they Mm. use every day. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there are great brands that were built in spirits and in beer, but that there really was no kind of equivalent in the wine industry. Instead, you had super high-end brands that you know, were special occasion, $100 bottles Mm -hmm. that also were kind of intimidating to buy. And then there was cheap things that you didn't really like on the other end and that you didn't know what was in them and were often kind of manipulated in a lab. Mm. So what we set out to do was reimagine what a wine company could look like and to reimagine that company's supply chain so that we could go to the celebrated wine regions, produce our wine, tell you the whole story of how the grape was grown, how it ended up in your glass, and bring you this wine that is made with low interventions, no additives, um, and dangerously delicious. (laughs) <laughs> and in a format where if you just want to have a glass of wine, great. And if you didn't, um, you know, you, there was no none of that barrier of having to open up a bottle of wine. Mm. But that is kind of how the idea started. You asked a very different question, which was, what was the tipping point? Mm-hmm. And for me, that tipping point... So I was working at the World Bank at the time. I had a day job. We had built out the business plan. My husband was in business school. Uh, we were sort of flirting with this idea. I really wanted to do it, but I, I didn't really have the guts to like go for it. And my mom actually got diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's, mm. and I really went through this period of reflection around what, how did I want to live my life, and how did I want to spend my time, and I knew that I really wanted to build something. And I was really passionate about our Truru's and I figured that I better give this my all because if I was going to work really hard during the day and travel and do all that stuff, I want to do it for something that I loved Mm -hmm. because we don't know how much time we have left. And I I wanted to do something that mattered to me. Wow. So resonating with that, I literally, I think that's so important for people to hear is sometimes it's completely different than like, is this a great idea? Will this make a lot of money? Will this, it's kind of like, what is that? The most successful people I've talked to are the people who are like, you know, it was just something I was passionate about and it was important to me and it was fun. And if I'm working hard anyway, why not do it on something that I'm obsessed with? You know, that's, that's fun following the energy. So did you ever have that the the moment where you were like, okay, you know, we're doing something a little bit different. And then you realize when you start getting into it, maybe why a lot of people haven't been doing that thing. Did you run into like, oh, maybe that's why people haven't done this, like those challenges? What were some of those for you? Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> uh, so I think first of all, 
you know, understanding what a lot of people don't realize is that um, there's something called the three-tiered system in alcohol Uh and it goes back to prohibition. Mm -hmm. And it basically in, after we repealed prohibition, um, the Congress wanted to break up the mob's control on alcohol. So they basically said that you couldn't own the means of production, aka like make the wine, Mm. the means of distribution. So like literally drive the wine to a means of retail, which is like the bar and restaurant. Mm. And what they kind of created was this big barrier of entry that we now call distributors. Mm. And what's interesting was that like everybody who, all these customers or consumers who I talked to about my idea, who who I showed my label to, who tasted my wine, loved it. Yeah, But the hardest part had been getting these distributors on board with my idea because they actually prevented or were critical to me being able to bring it to market. Mm -hmm. And that was crazy to me. Uh, So that was the first thing was that really made me realize that there was a, the market was really dislocated. Um, It wasn't actually built for consumers. It was built for these decision makers. And these decision makers set up a push mentality instead of a pull. And that was my, frankly, Lori, it also kind of was my dig in the heels moment of this is why I want to do this Mm. because I want to build something for consumers. I want to build something for women like me Mm. and it can't exist under this current system. So now I need to think about a way how to do that better. Mm. And so yeah, convincing distributors, that was a big one. Uh, convincing winemakers, quality winemakers to put their wine, in, you know, to work with me yeah. and that I wanted to put wine in a can that blew their mind. And I mean, there's, there's been so many instances along the way. I, I really think that entrepreneurship is really, a, is a lesson in perseverance. Mm-hmm. If you don't have grit and that's the grit to dig deep and get out of the shower every day, even when you're, you're not sure how you're going to pick yourself off the mat. Uh, that's, that's what it's all about. Mm. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm talking to you today. I, I found myself wanting to stay in the shower a little <laughs> way longer than I should because I'm just like, you know, you have so many... When you get out of the shower, that means it's time to start facing more challenges that feel unsolvable. Um, and, I, and I think that's something why... It, it's so nice to talk to other people who are in it right now and also for us to share this conversation because I know everybody's either in it or they're about to be in it just with the challenges. So going back to uh, one of the challenges of, let's just say, you know, you wanted to do it a different way when you were in that dig your heels in moment when you're like, okay, well, I'm going to try to figure out how to do this. Like who then do you go to and what do you try to start doing in order to get this new idea done? What did that look like? Yeah. So that's when you really have to recognize that you have to have a growth mindset. Mm. Um, be willing to connect with as many people as possible to learn from them. Mm. So I started reaching out to anybody else who was in my distributor's portfolio who wanted to talk to me. Uh, Not a lot of them did. And a lot of them also, the ones that were successful were also invested in keeping things the same way they'd always been. Yeah. So... I started reaching out to the people who didn't have the top job, but had the job underneath them. Mm, and that's so actually smart. where, I, yeah, that's where I found where a lot of the answers were because 
It was that up and comer who, like me, was scrappy, wanted to make their mark in the world, but also wanted to talk up the things that weren't working. Mm. And that's where we really started to put this plan together of, you know, all right, we weren't going to, if you want to sell canned wine, you have to figure out who is going to benefit from selling your product Mm. in order to get it into the hands of consumers. And so that's when I started pitching my idea instead of the wine distributors to beer distributors. Interesting. And that's when also we built our direct-to-consumer platform, Mm. which you can, uh, we we ship to 44 states. Um, But more importantly, what it allows us to do is direct connect directly to our consumer so that we can get our product directly into their hands and get their feedback. Mm. And those were really the two, that was kind of our big, like, okay, this is how we're going to get around this. And a really key person in my journey to helping me figure that out was I, I met totally by chance. Uh, he had picked up my product in a store and reached out to me and was like, I really, you know, I love what you guys are doing. I work for a beer distributor. Let's talk. And he was, you know, that that upper middle management who was trying to figure out how to how to get to the next level. Interesting. Um, and and I think that that's like my best advice that I can give to people is like, don't go to the top. Go on LinkedIn and connect with the people who are just below, and talk to them and get their insights because they're the ones that are invested in change. Oh, such good advice. I think so often we're like, oh, well, you know, we'll reach out to this person or we get shut out, right? And we're like, oh, they're too busy. I'll never get that. And that's not the case at all. Now that it's funny because my sister, uh, my sister-in-law is in HR and she does a lot of like hiring and recruiting. And she's always just telling me all of these, you know, different, like how much you don't realize that even though people are somewhere, they're always looking. She's like, no, no. They're literally always looking for opportunity and always kind of like out there. And you're the next opportunity, right? And that's the thing that we don't realize when we're new is that you might be someone's next opportunity for them to grow, just like what you said. So I think it's like a perspective shift in who you are, right? Like, did that switch your perspective of what you were? 100%. And, and really forced me... To also, it's a mentality that I've now taken as I've built out my team. Yeah. Like I, I played, you know, high school sports and I was never the best person on the field. Um, but I won the coach's award. And that's because I always like to play with people better than me. Mm. And I think that's so important too when you're starting your own business is like, is looking for those hungry people, but also finding those people who are smarter than you that you can learn from and taking Mm -hmm. that mentality into every interaction, every meeting that you have, um, because they'll push you to be a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy when that happens? I'm actually finding myself in this place of like, okay, you know, bringing on this, I've I've never, this next hire that I'm going to do is like a hire that will be far superior to anything I've ever dealt with or done, or like they will be far more knowledgeable than me in a lot of regard. And it's that moment of like, oh shit, like they're going to hold me to a really high standard. And thank God, like at the same time, like I'm nervous for it because I know they're going to come in and be like, okay, we got to get the show on the road. Um, and, And I think it's easy to kind of like maybe choose somebody to where you think you're at instead of choosing someone who's like, where you want to be going. So how did you 
did, first of all, did you, were you able to like, did you have the budget for that or did you have to stretch and did you hire that person for where you wanted to go? Or what did that, what did that even look like? When I was starting to build my team? Yeah. God, I made so many errors. (laughs) Same. I, I wish I could sit here and say like every person I've hired has worked out and been perfect. And that's just not the case. Mm. And part of it is that like, you have to recognize how much you have to grow as yeah. an individual and, and learn on the job. Like you're not coming to this with a lot of answers, particularly when you're building something that no one's ever built before, then you're, you're still figuring out what is it that you need? Mm. And I had no money. I mean, we, you know, we, uh, the money that we used to start Archer Roos, I was going to go to business school. My husband had gotten a scholarship. So between the two of us, we had some decent money saved. And that's how Archer Roos got off the ground. Yeah. So like, we had no money. And I ended up being like a solo operator for the first two wow. years. And then the first people that I hired, one of them is still with me. She's awesome. And some of those people were disasters and aren't <laughs> still with me anymore. Yeah. But what what happens is, is that I think there's two things that have to happen. One is that you need to become self-aware mm-hmm. as a manager and as a leader about what your strengths are and your weaknesses are. And then you have to be willing to not pay yourself or like really take a discounted salary, like take the absolute minimum and invest that in the people that you hire and mm-hmm. stretch and give up equity give up whatever you have to do to get the right talent in the door. And that's what I ultimately did. I'm so in love with my team that I have now. They are really, really wonderful. And I learn so much from them every day and I get so energized by who they are. But you have to recognize that like you cannot row a boat alone and win the race. You have got to build a world-class team. And so you have to do whatever you can in order to get there. Wow, that is, uh, you know, even just looking back on other businesses I've built in the very beginning, it was a disaster. And I think I could have saved myself a good, I think it was three to four years if I would have just hired the person who intimidated me or stretched me or having to spend more money and, and saved myself those four years rather than kind of hiring for, you know what I mean? Like piecing it together, oh. kind of oh. getting the deal, like paying the the salary that felt like, attainable and maintainable. And I look back and I'm like, I years of what felt like potentially wasting money, but it was the best lesson ever. Hopefully people can hear both of us right now and go, got it. I now know yep. what what to do. Um, yeah. So tell me like what the... First of all, I want to know like the most challenging part, like that wall kicking, want to throw in the towel. I know there's thousands of those moments. But did you have a big one that really stands out to you where you're like, wow, like, you know, maybe I really want to quit or this is one of the hardest things we've gone through. I can't believe that this happened um, where you just kept going. Yeah, um, it's really emotional one. Mm. (laughs) Uh, It's still quite raw for me. Mm. Uh, So I, so 2020 was going to be a really big year for me. Mm. Um, Archer Ruse had won a blind taste test against 32 other brands to wow. win a massive contract with JetBlue. Wow. So we were going to go national. Our business was on fi- like on fire. We were like doing super well in bars and restaurants. We just won a big hotel deal and I was going to have a baby. Mm. And 
My son was born on March 17th, which was the, I went into labor the day that the Northeast went into lockdown. And I came out of labor. Um, I had been raising like my first major fundraise and my, one of my core investors, their fund had collapsed. And so I woke up to find that the fund had collapsed. Northeast was in lockdown that bars and restaurants would be closed. JetBlue, I mean, the airline industry was definitely in a free fall. And, and then I was like ma- navigating that and feeling, figuring out how to be a new mom and managing my hormones as I recovered postpartum. Yeah. And I couldn't take a single day off because my team needed me and we had to figure out what to do. Wow. And... I was sleep deprived and, but the weird thing is, is like, I don't think I've ever been more exposed and vulnerable and I never felt more like I wanted to give up. And at the same time, like every day I'd get up or maybe not even every day, but every night or every couple hours, like I'd look at, you know, when I'm looking at my baby, that was also, I was like, okay, I, this has got to work because I've invested too much time, money and energy into it. And it was really hard couple of months. I mean, we had to pivot the company, but we did it. And uh, we're looking at a very strong 2021. We've launched, we're going to launch in a number of awesome retailers, um, including Wegmans, uh, which has been a huge get for us. And we, you know, but it, it was definitely born out of a moment of lying in that hospital bed thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get us out of this. Oh my God. That literally brought tears to my eyes because it's the expectation hangover, right? Along with just like, that's so beautiful that you shared that because it's, I think everyone experienced a little bit of what you experienced and to see how you pivot, right? Like there's always another way. Like there's, there's always a way. It's just that moment of like digging in again and deciding to like, what is this going to mean to you? What are you going to do? Like, what's the next move? That is the biggest, that's the decision-making point, right? Like what's the next move? And like in this um, kind of moment of like crisis, remembering all the things I had to be grateful for. Mm. Like uh, it was definitely an extremely hard spring for me personally, but like I had a roof over my head. Yeah, My home wasn't food insecure. Like, my baby was healthy. Like, you know, so every day I would get up and I'd say, okay, remember that these things are true. Yeah. And if all, if these people who those things are not true for are coping, you are going to find a way to cope. Mm. So part of it too, is just like, I think when you really feel like you need to find that strength, it's remembering all the ways that you're lucky. Mm-hmm. I I literally I I love hearing your baby like coo in the background right now because it's just so no it's the best I literally love it and people hear my dog bark all the time it's fantastic <laughs> this is what I love about just what we're all doing right now I think it's been a beautiful while it's been you know like you just shared one of the most challenging years ever I think it's also been the time of such permission for everyone like you know I'm I just turned forty and I want to have kids and I know that there's going to be a lot of like 
I'm going to have the same noises in the background. I'm, I'm going to have the same challenges. I'm going to face the same things. And in those moments, like those are going to be the the things that it's like, what are you grateful for? Like what's going on in your life that you can just really dig into and grab onto? And what's going to be that thing that pushes and propels you forward? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it sounds like you have, you got really, really clear on what those things were. And also just the time that you put into your your company and the heart and the soul. What do you think is the difference between you and someone who gives up? Like what is why are you different? Why do you think you're going to be I know I know you know this cuz I can see it in you, but you know you will be successful. Like you know this will be successful. So what is that difference between, you know, you and someone who decides to let go of it? I don't know if there is like one thing that I can point to, Mm. but I, the thing that immediately pops into my head was the best piece of advice I ever got in my Mm. career. And I, I think about this piece of advice when I am stuck in my personal life, as well as my professional life so much so that like my husband and I incorporated it into our wedding. Oh, wow. (laughs) uh, Which just remember to chop the wood in front of you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and so like literally part of our ceremony was like, uh, we like had a two way saw and like, we sawed it together. I love that. I literally love it. (laughs) And, um, and it was a, it's a phenomenal piece of advice. It's so simple. And like, I'm a city girl. I grew up in New York city. Like I literally thought that trees grew up out of the cracks of the sidewalk. Right. (laughs) And, and here I was like, as a 22 year old and somebody gave me this advice and it was, it was actually the CEO of a fortune 500 company that I was working for at mm. the time. And I've carried it with me my whole life because when I'm super overwhelmed, I literally make a to-do list and then I just focus on my to-do. Yeah. And I, I wish I could tell you that I'm like smarter or more talented or whatever than someone else. But I think it's, or that I have more faith or self confidence, mm-hmm. but I really think it's just that when the chips are down, like I can just focus, yeah. and I I can just focus on what's next, and and I'd like to think that I have the perspective to remember that that I'm lucky to be alive, and I'm I'm lucky to have had the opportunities that I've had, and so I've got no excuse to give up. Mm. And I have to also have to remember to help others where I can. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if if we're being completely honest, I think I'm speaking for everyone when we say we're glad it's not that you're smarter than us and that we could potentially do it too. So it's kind of like, you know, that's so huge. I think for everybody, that's where, that's where it gets us, right? Like is, because I'm noticing it in myself, starting something completely new. It's, so easy to go down the rabbit hole of all the things you have to do to let that pressure get to you. When really, if you look at your day, you kind of just have to do the next thing and then the next thing. And some days aren't that full of a million things. It's just like if we could, just like you said, if you can drop in and be like, I'm just going to be present with the things that I have to do and everything will reveal itself of how it will need to come in that lineup, right? But it's Man, it's that overwhelm that if you let it all come in at once, it will consume you whole. Like completely. Yeah. So do you have coping mechanisms around that? Like when you get that moment of like, oh my God. 
like all the things and you look at the big picture. What are some of the things that you revert back to? My relationships, Mm. like my friendships are so important. My partner, like we go for a walk in the woods Mm. every, we live in New England and Massachusetts and we go on a walk every Saturday. And, you know, we have some of our biggest like fights. That's also where we hash things out, but it's also where we get the best perspective. (laughs) Yeah. And on weeks when I'm like really at the end of my rope, that's puts me together. Or I also am just a big believer in like, unless you are an actual brain surgeon, it can wait till tomorrow. (laughs) Um, And so when you just like feel like I have to get this done and I'm, you know, but I'm completely overwhelmed that I'm falling apart. No, you really need to pour yourself a glass of wine and like take a bath and go to bed. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's just, that's what the kinds of things that helped me get through. I wish I could say it was working out and going for a run, but, and that is my 2021 goal is to exercise <laughs> more. But for right now, it's just having those people in my life that can help me keep perspective because Lori, I'm sure you can appreciate this. A lot of times as women, like I feel, or I have felt like society wants you to be like single and unencumbered. And like, that's when you're going to be your most effective. Yeah. And as I've gotten older, what I've sort of realized is like, those are actually not the people that you want. You don't want the people who, sorry, it's not that you don't want them. It's that if you are somebody that has a lot of responsibility yeah. outside of work and that also has a deep community that you care about, mm. you should know that like you don't have to lose yourself mm. in work to be successful, but that these other elements of your life can be harnessed to be a better leader and to be more motivated and will can, can be your source of strength. And that's I, I really think that that's the only reason why five years in, I'm still here. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that that is some of the most powerful, I think, wisdom that you could have possibly shared. And it's from what I've experienced in life; those are universal truths. Like the that's so beautiful, and I think it it's that it's the and life, right? Like it doesn't have to be this or that; it can be and, and that can be your driver. And it's it is that it's like the more kind of the more things that I've I've felt value around are the reasons why they are driving me to to be you know to to grow something is for those people or for those things or that purpose and and I can only imagine that once you you know had a child you were even more rooted in that like it can seem more complicated but also I keep hearing from so many women it's like the thing that actually made them you know not give up and keep keep doing the things so or even just like you know it's so funny cuz um this is going to make me sound like a terrible mother, but I'm going to share it. We opened the door. Please share it with us because we all probably need it. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, we, uh, at the end of, a, so yesterday I was having a really stressful day and, you know, lots of fires that I had to put out and 5.30 came around and I had to feed my kid. And uh, I was in the middle of a work stream and so I'm have you know getting putting this baby in a side chair and getting his thing ready and I'm still thinking about work and I'm still thinking about work and and then I'm feeling mad and resentful that I'm like not in front of my computer you know getting work done and like trying starting to rush through it. Yeah. I sit down in front of him 
and I start to feed him and he gives me this crazy smile. <laughs> and all of a sudden I was like, you know what? The next 60 minutes, you know, mm. when you go through dinner, bath, story, song, bed, like be a hundred percent present mm. because like, it's great for him, but you'll also, you'll get, you'll feel good mm. from that. Yeah. And you'll come back to work with a fresh perspective. Mm. And, and sometimes that's really hard to do to be present. And, you know, it did mean that I was like up till like, you know, 11 o'clock last night, getting everything I need to get done, done. But like, I also felt really energized after bed because instead of like going through those motions and being resentful of doing it, like chopping the wood in front of me and just focusing in on this, I then got his energy, right? And like, he started giggling and suddenly like feeding him was a game and it got to be this like fun thing. And then when I sat down in front of my computer again, I still, I felt like I was really, I was able to do that well too. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And I don't think you, I don't think that's unusual that people are like, dang it, kid, eat faster. Like, we're going to play that game where you pull the spoon back and flip it at their face. Now, exactly. now if you shared that, I mean, questionable, but sounds fun. Just um, pick up the bowl and just eat directly. Yeah, at you're it. like, try what mommy tries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trust me, I will probably like, do things I, like that. <laughs> but I mean, I'll remember my, you. Oh, please do. My, my eight and a half month old likes to reach for my wine glass. And, you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, you're like mm, tempting. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. I well, I've like I'm sure just like all the listeners fallen in love with you in 30 minutes. That was that was um like I'm so grateful for all of the wisdom that you shared. Um, I would love for you to like I, I would love for us to be able to, you know, help you out with anything that you're up to. Um, so where where can we, you know, get your product? How can we find you? Where can we follow you? All of those things. Oh, that's so nice of you to ask. And I'm just, I'm so glad to like, have had this time to talk to you and uh, be a part of this amazing community you've built, Lori. So thank you. Oh, thank um, you. So you can find us uh, at www.archeroost.com. We ship across country. Uh, we also are on Instagram at Archeroost Wines. And we'd love for you all to follow us and taste our product. And in fact, uh, we've got a discount code running uh, right now, Amazing. Mary Maker 15. Okay, spell uh, that out for us because we all like a good discount on wine. Absolutely. It's M-E-R-R-Y Maker, M-A-K-E-R 15 for the Christmas season so that we may all be merry. Um, <laughs> and you get 15% off and uh, $5, $5 shipping on any order. So uh, it could just be our simple uh, sampler pack. Or you could go full case and then actually uh, the shipping is way for free. So, but I'd love for anyone who's interested to go and check out and try our dangerously delicious canned wine. You guys, I don't know anybody I've sent wine to who was mad about it. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so grateful for you. Um, You guys, if you loved this podcast as much as I did, make sure that you go and follow. Let's give the tag one more time on Instagram. At Archer Roos Wines. 
at Archer Roost Wines and tag them and let her know what your biggest takeaway was. I think that's always one of the biggest gifts that you can give our guests is to let them know how they actually impacted your life. So make sure you give her a tag uh, when you share the podcast and let her know what your biggest takeaway was or your biggest aha. And until next time, you guys earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? 
In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.